Welcome to Inside Today's Country, the show that gets the real stories from today's country stars, stories you haven't heard anywhere else. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been on the radio interviewing the biggest stars in the business and discovering new talent for more than 20 years, and now in his very own podcast. Are you ready? Let's go Inside Today's Country. On this edition of Inside Today's Country, I catch up with good buddy JoJo Mason, who is newly engaged and very excited to be married. We'll talk about that. And he's got a brand new single out. He says this about it. It captures a side of me that, you know, I'm not too open about, which is my, which is, you know, my past. All that and more as we go Inside Today's Country with JoJo Mason. Well, it's uh, always a pleasure when I get to talk to uh, this guy who we were just chatting off the uh, the phone here a few minutes ago that it's been four years since uh, I got a chance to meet JoJo Mason for the very first time. And uh, wow, look at that. Four years ago, you're an engaged guy. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Man, life has been crazy, brother. T, good to hear your voice, man. It's uh, it's your voice, brother. It has been a while uh, since we've had a, a an opportunity to uh, to chat. Life has been very busy for you. Let's first of all talk about congratulations on the engagement, my friend. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that, man. She is uh, she is so much better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> So it is so nice that I have somebody that, you know, hits it on every level for me and 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 she she cool as hell too, man. So that's a nice that's nice for me, you know. She's beautiful, she's smart, she she the whole she's the whole thing and, and I'm just a I'm just the schmuck who gets to to get to follow her, follow along with her, and I am totally okay with that. <laughs> now, tell me, uh, I mean, everybody's going to want to know, how did it all go down? What did you do? Oh, <laughs> snap. So 2018 in January, okay. um, I, was out on, I was out on the road with uh, James Barker, Megan Packick, and I ended up actually missing her birthday Oh, because I, because I was out on the road. So I wanted to make... Um, I wanted to make her birthday really, really special for the next year because I knew I was going to be home. Right. So I planned this planned this trip with my boy Rob, and um, he has a place out in Costa Rica. So he let us uh, he let us stay at his place with him and him and his wife for for a few days, and then we had our own hotel and our own suite and and kind of did our own thing. So I took her down to Costa Rica, told her it was for her birthday, had a whole thing planned out. And let me tell you, the way I got her to fall in love with me. And this is true. <laughs> it's true facts, man. I'm not playing. The way I got her to fall in love with me was after work because we worked at when we met at the bar. We met at the same place. She was serving out the bartender. Okay. And after after work, I would always make sure that my guitar was in the trunk. Mm-hmm. A bottle of wine was in the trunk, mm-hmm. and a couple a couple of glasses and a blanket, and and almost every day without fail, unless it was raining, of course, weather permitting. We would, I would take her to the park that was in between our houses because we lived a couple of blocks away. Okay. So take her to the park that was in between our house, 
we I'd say, yeah, you know, let's just wind down at the end of the day. I gotta practice now. I can get my practice in for my guitar today anyways. So why don't we why don't we go to the park and we would crush a bottle of wine almost after every almost after every shift. I'd sing her some songs and anyways, fast forward a couple of years to last January mm-hmm. and I'm in Costa Rica. I'm I got my boy Rob with me, staying his search for a couple of days and and uh, he had some friends down there, and one of his friends had a guitar. One of his friends, one of his friends had the, the whole setup for a picnic. So I thought, I thought to myself, okay, well, what better way to do it than to try to recreate, you know, the way that I got her to fall in love with? So he basically did the same thing. Got a blanket, got some towels, but instead of a park in between our houses, I did it right on the beach at sunset. Oh man, wow! It was it was crazy, man. I I got a, I got my friend to to videotape it with the drone and everything. So he's down the beach, <laughs> he's flying his little drone all over the place, and 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 so we walked out into the water. We come back from the water, and I I told him that was a signal. So we start walking back from the water, put that baby in the air. So we walking back, and and I told him, hey, I stand stand up for a second. I just need to grab something. I need to make a drink real quick. And uh, I turned around, I dropped to a knee, and and she didn't say no. Did she know Which it was? Great. Did she know it was coming? And that's just the thing, man. It's like I'm not like I'm good at keeping things, but like when it's something big like that, I'm like a little kid, like giggling and stuff. <laughs> I held I held that shit together like crazy, man. I held it together all. I, I was out in the street for four days. <laughs> Before I before I did it, she told me she didn't have a dang clue, bro. It was crazy. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. So, oh, so man. the question has been popped, but uh, has the date been set yet? No. So here's the thing: it's like date hasn't been set, and, and one of the reasons why I wanted to propose to her, um, excuse me, was because I wanted her to feel safe. In the in the relationship, mm-hmm. doing what we do, doing what we do is so crazy. It's all over the place, and it's very very easy to get in your head, man. I'll tell you, and you can ask some, you know, if you ever get the chance to ask some people that are really close to me down here. Yeah, they they know. The minute I saw this woman, I felt like it was it was an inevitable thing, and so I wanted to propose to her to reassure her. Uh-huh. That listen, you know, I'm putting this ring on your finger right now because it, it, you have nothing to worry about ever. I'm never gonna do anything stupid. I'm never gonna, you know, go out on the road and 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 do whatever. I'm, I'm not. I'm not that guy, right? I'm not gonna do that. You know, I want you to know that I love you. Mm-hmm. That I'm the one that I. That I'm the one that you're gonna be with. If that's your problem, of course, that's what you want. I'm here. I'm here whenever you need, whatever you need, at any time. You know, I'm here. I got you. That's one of the reasons. Most, mostly the reason why I proposed. And I wanted, I wanted her to know that she's not forever. So, you know, no rush. If you want to take your time, hey, let's take our time. If you want to get married tomorrow, shoot, let's go to Vegas. Huh? You know, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter. To, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just showing you that I'm committed to us. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I and I explained that to, and I think. That I think she really appreciated mm-hmm. that aspect of it. You know what I mean? Because again, like this is a, it's not a very easy business to be in um, and have a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. You, you know, to traveling and the, 
you know, the, the not being around for months at a time. And, you know, it, it puts a strain on everybody's, on everybody's relationship, you know, on everybody's heart. So I wanted to alleviate some of that tension, some of that stress for her and, and just tell her, listen, I love you. You know, you're my, you're my one. We're going to get married. We're going to sign the paper. We're going to have our big day. You know, no rush. We're hanging out with JoJo Mason on the podcast. And, uh, man, it's as we said, it's been four uh, incredible years uh, for you, and you have a new single out right now, and it is called? As If We Won't. Tell me a little bit about this song. Well, here's, it's been a really cool transition. We recently, in the last year, uh, made a change to, to another, uh, another team member, added another team member, and uh, I'm working with another producer. Yeah, and um, they are the the two of them in comparison in styles is very very different. So one of the things that I love about the genre is the amount of skill that is required to write songs. And if you can if you can hit a good one, hey, that all all the better to you. But for me, I'm not I'm I'm I've almost failed English. You know what I mean? So I'm not much of a poet. I'm not much of a you know. <laughs> much of a I, I try and I'm you know and I'm okay but uh but I love I love hearing and being able to bring somebody else's words yet still my vision to life so working with this new guy I had a really a really cool opportunity to 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 cut some songs that you know I never would have had an opportunity to cut so and, and written by people that I I not only you know, aspire to be like, but wow. I'm, you know, I'm fans of too, right? Like, uh, my, my boy Mitchell Tenpenny, um, writes a lot of my stuff. Yeah. So again, what I want to do is I have a message to portray. I want everybody to see different sides of me. And if, if somebody else's words can bring that to life and, t- and, and, and reaches me, then, Hey, why wouldn't I do that? Right. And, and so when, when I hear these songs, I'm working with Scott, when I'm hearing these songs and figure, trying to figure out which songs to cut, this one just, oh my goodness, Tim, it was it was immediate. And I haven't had that feeling since since I heard Future for the first time, you know? Mm-hmm. And and so with, with As If We Won't, it was, it was a no-brainer. Not, not only that, but it shows another side of me. And I told you before, this is what I want to do in this game, is, is I want to be an open book. I want everybody to get to know me, mm-hmm. you know, on a on a on a personal level, and understand my experiences and where I come from, the things that I deal with. So, to to be able to work with guys like like Mitchell and guys like you know my new producer Scotty Chops, because I wouldn't have had an opportunity to cut those songs. So like I was saying, I want I want to be that open book. You know, I want everybody to to experience um, who I am as as a man, as a person, as you know, as a soon to be husband, mm-hmm. as a friend, as you know, I want everybody to see all those different sides of me. And, and with this jam, as if we won't, I really feel like it captures a side of me that, you know, I'm not too open about, which is my, which is, you know, my past. How many times have you been in or anybody been in a relationship where it's like, all right, I should not be, should definitely not be doing this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or like, you know, you break up with somebody and then, and, and you, you, you send them a text a week later and you're like, oh shoot. Why did I, you know, why did I do that? Or, you know, so, something you, you wish you, you wish and you know that you shouldn't do it, mm-hmm. but something in your heart and your body and your mind is saying too bad. We doing it anyway, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and, and so for me, that's what as if we won't represent, man, that's that side of 
that that side of the struggle between your heart and your brain telling you yes and no. What was it like working with a guy like Mitchell Tenpenny? I mean, this guy writes oh, he, tons of stuff. Man, the guy is, it, it, it's, it's bizarre because, you know, not only am I, am I a huge fan, but I, I started to kind of get to know him a little bit. Um, I started to kind of get to know him a little bit while I was on tour with Megan and, and James, because him and Megan are uh, are like the power couple of the century now. And, and I mean, I don't want to take no credit in nothing, <laughs> but you know, I, when me and Megan was on tour together, we uh, we spent a lot of time together, and yeah. we got a chance to really connect and really get to know each other. And I, I, I will say, if you if you you should get her on this thing, man, she is an absolute beauty. Anyways, so we're out on tour and and uh, and we're you know we're doing our thing and she's she's obviously you know at the, at the time a single woman and mm-hmm. um and, and and you know phones were blowing up of course and she had this guy and she was talking talking back and forth with this guy and and she said Joe I really like him you know he's he's not my normal type mm-hmm. but you know I, I really like him and so. She said, I want you to help me not mess this up while we're on tour together. I said, okay, deal. So I feel like, you know, me and her in that regard, we're able to get really close. So in turn, I ended up getting to a chance to, to, to know the guy while we were on tour, right. you know, and, and she was, she did the FaceTime and the phone combos and, and I really feel like him and I have, have, be, you know, become become buddies. You know, what I mean, we we shoot the breeze. We I send him messages every week about talking about football and you know, great great guy. So working with somebody at that caliber mm-hmm. is incredible. Being able to being able to bring songs that he writes and you know him and his team write to life that's incredible. For me, anyways, that's a a real a real world changing thing. Because again, I never thought I'd have the opportunity to do something like that. So to work with somebody like him, man, it's badass. Dude. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not playing. It's, it is so cool. Because <laughs> again, like I said, not only am I a fan, but he's also become you know a brother of mine too, which is nice, right? Now, uh, when you guys talk about football, have you explained CFL to him? God no. <laughs> God no. I can't. I can't talk. I can't talk CFL with him because. The Riders got kicked out. Oh yeah, right we were about to go to the championship. Right. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, it's a very sensitive time. I was about to say, is this it, year for me. It is, it is, are you wearing the black armband? Oh God, was I? Was I, Timmy? <laughs> I was doing everything I could. Okay, and nothing worked. Nothing. Do you have any mm-hmm. uh, rituals prior to uh, going on stage? Prior to going on stage. Prior to going uh, on stage, just, what do you do? Mostly, mostly just try not to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I wish I was kidding, bro. I wish I was kidding. No, I'm not playing at all. It's 100 percent accurate. From the minute my very first show, okay, yeah. my very first show, I was like, okay, uh, uh, I've been dry heaving. Yeah. I've been, you know, I do the shot of JD or the shot of whiskey <laughs> before we go out. Every time I'm doing the pacing back and forth, the hyper. Yeah. It's a real thing, man. Since my very since my very first. My very first show, what busted out? I remember, I'll never forget. We did my first live full band at the Roxy in Vancouver. Yeah. And oh, what they, a great they didn't building! Really have like a right. It's yeah. been there forever. Oh, Man, it's great building. Yeah. Incredible. So, I, so I remember I was I was getting ready and 
they don't really have like a green room. They don't have like a back room to go from the back to the stage. They kind of get to like walk through the crowd. So I felt like Rocky, man. I'm not playing. I felt like Rocky. I was like, and as I'm walking through the crowd, I felt like I had Apollo Creed on my shoulders. You know what I mean? It was, it was great. But on the surface, I'm cool, calm, collected. I look like I know what I'm doing. Below the surface, I am trying not to drown, man. I'm, I am just a mess inside. I'm, I can't stop. Am I gonna forget the words to the song? Am I gonna mess this up? And what, what the hell am I thinking? What am I doing at every single show? Why am I doing this to myself? And I'm not playing the minute I get on that stage. Game over, man. It's like it's like a switch flips, and and it turns into something that was the scariest thing to something that. I know that I'm supposed to be doing, and I get comfy, and I start feeling it, and it's it's nice, man. It's a <laughs> it's nice, dude. but it's a crazy ritual. Just try not to throw up, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's the most honest answer anyone has ever given me, and I'm I'm so so happy that you did that. Who you know you've been doing this you've been doing this for four years now. Who uh, yep. you know who are the artists that you've connected with? that you're like, wow, you know what? I want to be that artist one day. And who are the artists you still want to connect with? Oh, man. In, in Canada or in... in uh, well, let's do both. In, let's in do both States. Canada and the and internationally. Okay, well, Canada, I mean, or sorry, U.S., I'm so lucky again to, like I said, to have met my boy Mitchell and to, you know, to have hung with him and, and you know, get songs from him and, and whatnot. And, you know, he, he would be... He would be the guy that I would love to, to like actually do a song with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's the Luke Combs and the Bryans mm-hmm. and the, you know, the Blake Sheltons of, you know, obviously that would be cool as hell. But, you know, I'm not, not holding my breath yet. But in Canada, oh my goodness, man, I've had a chance to, to hang with, you know, hang with guys like, like Dallas Smith. I went on tour with Gore Bamford. You know, yep. Chad Brownlee is becoming. I was in a music video for Chad Brownlee. You know what I mean? Like these guys are all people that I grew up listening to as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so to be able to connect the way that I have and and to create the relationships that you know that I have with these folks is like is is my it, to me it's mind blowing. And so I still you know I still keep in touch with some of my friends from from high school and mm-hmm. and they just look at me and they're just like. We never would have guessed that this that this is what you'd be doing, right? You know what I mean? Like this is this is insane, man. And we used to. I mean, I remember sitting in the in the in the courtroom. Not sorry, not the courtroom in the, <laughs> the, the courtyard. Yeah, sitting in the courtroom listening to court Bradford. That's a whole man. other story. <laughs> uh, I tried to blame it on that red dress. Yeah, sure, that's it. Well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Part two of this interview. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but so, so you meet, you know, obviously meeting guys like that and, and Brett Kessel and stuff. It, it's just been, it's been amazing to see what open arms I've been accepted with, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I'm not your cowboy hat wearing, you know, traditional country music mm-hmm. artist, you know, no, I'm not, at all. I'm not. I, and I, and I know that I'm not, but I love, I love what I, you know, what I'm able to bring to the table. You know, I love, I love my different style. I love my different flavor. And I love, I love that I'm able to, uh, I love that I'm able to do me and not only do me, but be accepted. 
What's the one thing that you have learned in your time doing this that you would pass on to somebody else? Stay true. Stay true and believe in your craft. Believe in your process. I've met a lot of people that, you know, especially some some young up and comers have people that are that, you know, are telling them they you should you gotta be like this. You gotta you gotta, you know, do this and do this and do this. And say, that's not always the right move. I mean, obviously, you gotta trust your team. If you put a team in place, you gotta trust the team. And it's, and I understand that. But my advice, if if people come to me for advice, Tim, I tell them, stick to your craft. Stick with you stick with what you love. You know, and, and believe in what you love. Because if if you're singing the song, and, and I, I I attest this to be so dang true, especially in country music in Canada, if you try to to be part of my, if you try to BS, you know, your way through a song, or if you're singing about something that is so unrelatable, your fans in country music will call you out mm-hmm. like crazy. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear that. They want genuine. They want they want real. They want raw. You know, mm-hmm. they want something that sounds good. You know, they don't want just something that, you know, some cookie cutter, you know, some cookie cutter BS. And especially in country music, you find the best fans that will that will call you out on your shit. Yeah. Totally, so I always totally tell true. A hundred percent. And it's funny. That's one of the a friend of mine a long time ago, right, even before we released It's All Good. And one friend of mine taught, taught, told me that Madeline Merlot, she was, uh, you know Madeline, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she, uh, we used to work together at Cactus Club, a, a restaurant back in the day. She got me a job there, and and uh, and she sat me down. And I started asking her questions, and she gave me that piece of advice. And I have given that piece of advice to everybody and anybody that has ever asked me because it's so because it's real. You know what I mean? It's, there's no bullshit behind it. There's no. You know, it, it is what it is. You be real with people and they'll be real with you back. And it's like I said, especially in country music, they're not afraid to call your ass out. So, <laughs> so you got to be, you got to be real, man. <laughs> What's on your playlist right now? What are you listening to? On my playlist, man. Okay. Here's a cool thing. Uh, I love all kinds of music as, as you know, as most of us do. I just found this guy it was like two days ago. His name is Jacob Banks. Okay, he is the farthest thing from a country music singer, but he, his voice is gold. Apparently, I missed him when he came to Vancouver recently with uh, with Dallas Green and City and Color, mm-hmm. and he was the he was the opening act. And oh my god, man! If you get a chance to, this guy's what I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about the song right now. You know, if you get a chance to uh, check out check him out, he's the voice will captivate you. The the beats, the melody, everything is it's it's amazing. I am a believer. I am a huge fan in the last two days and have been binging. Wow, <laughs> I've, been, I've been binging this guy. <laughs> and I don't I don't rant and rave with people like this. I don't. It's been a long time since I've been this excited about something other than country music. So this is a, this was a real real cool real cool thing for me to discover. You know. What's 2020 going to look like for you? Ooh, baby, it's going to be busy. It's going to be incredible, man. You know what? I just want to be busy. I want to work. Yeah. And that's been my thing. And you, you and I have talked about this. I just want to work. I want to get out there. I want to do what I know that I'm not the worst at. And, and you know, play some songs, play some shows, and, and, and be, in front of, be in front of people. That's what I want. I want to build, want to build my brand, and I want to build and allow people to see who I am everywhere. And, I, you know... 
I just want to work, man. It's going to be busy. We're going out on tour. We're doing the summer circuit. Hopefully in the fall, and it's the first time I'm saying this out loud, I'm hoping that we could do possibly a part two of the Hug Life tour next fall, maybe. Nice. Um, you know, who knows, right? The possibilities, the possibilities are there. Possibilities are endless, man. JoJo Mason, where do people find you on social media? Y'all can find me, JoJo Mason Music on Instagram, JoJo Mason Music on Twitter, JoJo Mason on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do my own thing. You know me, baby. I do my own thing. I do my oh, yeah, own you're, own you're thing. quick at it. I, you're quick to reply for <laughs> sure, man. <laughs> I'm good, man. Holler, holler at me anytime. I always tell people, holler at me anytime. Um, I do my own thing, and I do my best to reply to everybody, and and you know, get to everybody when I, you know, when I can. And so, all that many times, ask me anything. My friend, it has been a pleasure chatting with you, and all the success for you coming up in the brand new year. And congratulations with the new single. Congratulations on getting married. Uh, I look forward to uh, seeing what happens with you in 2020 and getting you back on here for uh, I don't know, maybe post wedding uh, for you know part two oh, with JoJo Mason. You know what? I'm, uh, and I was going to wish you all the same things until you started getting into the marriage thing. I know you're happy. You're happily <laughs> married. And you're, you're, the, you're the poster boy for all us young guys coming up. But I just want to wish you all the success and the congratulations on your new adventure, man. I am so proud of you for sticking with your guns. And, and I've, it's been an absolute pleasure to get to know you over the last couple of years, brother. For real. And I'm again, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. Make sure you give the wife some love for me, okay? I will do that. Thank you, my friend, JoJo Mason. Check him out. Thanks for listening to Inside Today's Country with Tim Black. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been a TimBlackOnAir.com production.